Sunday Poor, first show of December. Thanksgiving finally, finally is in the rearview mirror. All eyes, full steam ahead on Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever floats your boat. Bill's Pats just went to halftime. Pats are a mess. Nick Folk can't field goals anymore. Mac Jones stinks. Uh, so we have that going on. 17-7 Bills. Uh, but we're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit into the Christmas spirit. We made it till December. It's not Christmas music in October, so we're not that early. Uh, talk a little bit of Rudolph. It aired this uh, this week. I believe it was Tuesday night. I watched it with commercials. Uh, yeah, with commercials. It was just on. How, like, how long inside is it? edition? How long? Oh, is it with commercials? Uh, an hour. Really? So it's pro- I think it's like oh. forty-two minutes, give or take. Okay. Without. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the same same show it's been for. <laughs> I didn't change anything this year. <laughs> Fifty-eight years, I think it is. Nineteen sixty-four. In a one year, they did that on CBS before Charlie Brown went to Apple TV. They like they edited Charlie Brown heavily. In like uh, early, like early December, like it was it was right after Thanksgiving when he threw it on there, and I forget exactly what they'd edited it out, but there was an uproar. People were pissed, and it, it was like it was sliced up, like uh, Freddy Krueger got his hands on it, and uh, they eventually played it again in full, closer to Christmas. But yeah, when you touch the classics, not good. Yeah, these networks have no sense of the moment. No, oh yeah, no. I mean, they're just out for a quick buck. They just want the advertising dollar. They don't care about. They don't. They're not here. They're not here to make a mood. They're not here to make you feel good about yourself or your life. They just want to make a quick buck, uh, whatever the advertisers will pay for. So they, I don't know if that was what the situation was back then, but if they they think they can make money off it. They're gonna go for it. Yeah, there's like 50 examples you could throw out there of uh, a commercial at the absolute worst time. The only one I could think of off the top of my head is uh, Rocky Two in between training montages. That's probably oh, the yeah. most egregious I could think of. But yeah. th- there's a million times where and that, that Rocky one is the only one I could think of off the top of my head. There's a million times that I've been watching something and it's just like the air is out of the say. I was like, you can't go to a commercial yeah. there. You can't yeah. do it before like a big battle scene or they, they, you get to like all the hype. And then you know, maybe the person like a editing, big, maybe like a big speech or something in a in a, uh, a sports movie or something, and they go to commercial like right after it. Yeah, brought to you by Tampax or something. It's like it is. It, yeah, you're right. It takes a wind right out of your sails, and it, there's no recovering from it. Like you know, the person editing it thinks like, oh, they're gonna this is gonna suck them in, and they're gonna want to wait and to see what happens on the other end of it. But if you've seen the movie like a thousand times, and you're like waiting for this big scene. It's going to turn you off in the worst way where you're just going to say goodbye to that movie. Like I'll, I'll keep flipping the network. You're going to like hold a grudge against the network for a little bit. Yeah, you should. You right. Rightfully so. They hired the wrong guy. Oh, uh, there. I mean, they're beholden to like, uh, whatever their, uh, their, however they map out the, uh, the commercial breaks go to, but at the same time, you got, you're not, yeah. doing, you're not doing yourself any favors artistically. 
Well, I don't know what the deal was back in 64, but NBC was the original network that Rudolph aired on. Okay, you got some history on Rudolph. Okay. I have a lot of history on Rudolph, actually, uh, only because the plot is uh, – well, everyone knows the plot. It's not it's not much, really, to add to that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, originally aired on NBC. The song has been done a million times to the point now where I don't know – like, when you hear it on the radio, I'm sure you hear a bunch of different versions. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the most – popular version is like i have uh so gene autry saying it he's the original he's the oh gene yeah i don't like gene autry because he used to own the angels and he he didn't own the angels when they won in oh two but i think he had died by that point yeah oh yeah but i I remember making hit they made him like a rallying cry like in 2002 because he had died a few years prior oh it wasn't long ago okay all right, I know he's. Just, I didn't realize it was that recent in his death. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. No, you can hold it. Gene Autry was kind of uh, he was a cowboy kind of guy. Yeah, like, like always with a cowboy hat. It's fucking weird. And he was like, um, and there's like a million different kind of crooners from that era. And he's just a guy who wasn't quite Frank Sinatra. There's a lot of those. Not guys. even, not even close. There's a lot of those guys, and he's one of them. Um, yeah, okay. All right, so you don't like Gene Autry. Good. <laughs> Cross them all yeah, the it's a little bit of a grudge. Uh, Bing Crosby did a version of it in 1950. Mm-hmm. Spike Jones, are you familiar with Spike Jones? Probably not the one from 1950. No, I'm, no he's not Spike Jones, the guy who directed uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what he directed. It's Spike Jones, the other this guy spelled the, the director Spike Jones spells his name all fucked up, right? With a Z, but yeah, yeah. Spike, Spike Jones like got to start like skateboarding and like maybe with the Beastie Boys, either like Jackass movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really liked Spike Jones's story. I don't know if his I don't know about his movie. Like he's got movies that I like, obviously, but there's one but, movie. Uh, oh, he did. Um, with a jackass, he did uh, being John Malkovich. I never saw that. That's not the he, one. There's a, there's a movie. Did, there's, I feel like there's a Spike Jones movie I like. He did her with Joaquin Phoenix. Nope, definitely not that one. <laughs> uh, th- did he do Three Kings? Never saw that. Maybe three, I three just Kings, like three maybe Kings I just like really his good. name better than him. He did a bunch of music videos and stuff too. Um, oh, so yeah, the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably. Oh, I think he did sabotage. Sabotage. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, which is that, that's cool. It's my probably the best video of all time. Yeah, I could picture it. What the hell are they doing? Oh, you know what? Are Maybe... they dancing on the ceilings or something? Uh, sabotage is like uh, it's 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 black and white. There's like a chase scene. They're it's like an old TV cop show, good guys, bad guys kind of thing. Uh, okay. Well, you don't know the sabotage video? I was thinking of a different video, I think. Man. And he also did Buddy Holly, which those are two of the best. Uh, Weezer? Two, yeah, those are maybe the two best videos of all time. Music videos of all time. 
Oh man, that's a whole podcast in itself. We could do like best music. Yeah, not of all well. Time. Well, you brought up Spike Jones, so <laughs> or a, you a different up, one. You brought up a Spike Jones. <laughs> it was Spike Jones and his City Slickers. That was the name of his group. Really? Okay. There's a few other ones like these people. You know, Red Foley, Cadillacs. We don't know them. Uh, yeah, we know the Cadillacs. You know the Cadillacs. Well, okay. I know the Cadillacs version of Rudolph. Oh, all right. I'm I'm sure I've heard it, but uh, you know the Melodares? No, no. I think there is also a duop group. Alvin and the Chipmunks, of course. And then yep. uh, the one from the actual show is uh, Bert Ives, who plays oh, Burl, the Snowman. Burl, Burl Ives, yeah. Burl is great. Burl Ives is wonderful. Oh, I mean, Burl Ives, correct. Yeah, I don't know if he has any other songs outside of. Uh, Rudolph, he he I mean, does I, have I, one other I'm one so, that you would know. I'm sorry, outside of Christmas songs. Sorry, have a oh, holly okay. jolly, have a holly jolly Christmas. Yes, yeah, so Burl. Song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm tapped out I, of Burl Ives songs. I think Burl Ives is also an actor. Um, I think he may have done some voice work. I read today. Okay. Yeah, he's um. Oh man. Nobody I, in, in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is really known for much outside of this. Burl Ives, I saw like I saw him in a movie. I mean, he's, he worked forever, I think. Well, yeah, part of the reason is they, it was so long ago that. No, but I mean, he, wor- yeah. like, he actually worked like. Oh, yeah. Burl Ives worked from 1946, and his last role was 1988. So solid run there. And he died um, in like 1990, didn't he? Um, he worked up until his death. Died in '95. Okay, '95. Uh, yeah, and I remember seeing him in something like it was just a, an old movie, black and white, and he was just like the, he was like the the CEO type guy, that the guy was trying to, like, marry his daughter and take the company from him, so. He's an he was like the be- old stuffy guy. Yeah, basically, yeah. But like you could just just watching him trying to hear that voice because such such a distinct voice, and just yeah. trying to hear like the cheer in his voice. I was very distracted. Um, yeah, but he was in uh, uh, East of Eden, which was one of um, James Dean's movies. Right, a lot like a bunch of movies that we've never heard of before, obviously, and we'll probably never hear of. Uh, but yeah, I was in Roots. He was a narrator for Roots. Oh no, sorry, he was a set. He was a senator. I could go either way. Um, I didn't say from what state <laughs> he's from. <laughs> senator Arthur J. Justin, Tennessee. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's a real. I don't know if he was a real senator. So, so in terms of in terms of. Uh... Holiday you, specials or Christmas you're, you're, specials. You're, you're missing the best version. Dean Martin does. Uh, a oh, does he? Yeah, Dean Martin does a great version of Rudolph. Uh, Wikipedia screwed me then because that was the only research I did. <laughs> oh man, no, Rudolph. I mean, he did. Um, there's probably oh, so it? many different versions. Oh, there's a million. Yeah, the Cadillacs. You said that he mentioned them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dean did his in 1959. Ella Fitzgerald yeah. got, has one. 
Uh, and Chuck Berry did uh, did one. He didn't do a version of the song, but he did Run Run Rudolph. Yep, Run Run Rudolph. Yep. Um, yeah, Which Rudolph's got made, made famous. I mean, Chuck Berry made it famous, but there's also a famous scene in Home Alone where they're running through the airport. God, sorry. I believe I have that right. Right. Um, That's the song they're playing when they're running through the airport in Home Alone. Yeah, I believe so. Run or maybe it's not the airport. It's in that movie though. I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's some through the airport. I think it is through the airport. Yeah. Uh, the Supremes did did a version of it. Wow, Donna Summer. Donna, Donna Summer. Summer? Just, no. Aretha Franklin's The Supremes. Nope. Um, Tina Turner. Diana Ross, I think, is a Supreme. Fucking a. I don't think any of those other women are in the Jackson Five. Jackson Five <laughs> did everything. The Brady Bunch. The Partridge Family did one? No, nah, I know Partridge Family. Willie Nelson did one. I'm sure that's pretty good. Merle Haggard. Man, that's probably pretty good, too. Ray Charles did one. Uh, I wonder just when you turn on the radio, just, you know, standard FM, you know, soft and contemporary, right? They're playing the Christmas songs. Like, which one is played the most? Which Christmas song or which version? No, which version? I'm going to say, I, my guess would be it's a tie between uh, Gene Autry and Burl Ives. Yeah, it might be, I, I it might be Gene Autry. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, let's take note. All right. Now we're, we're on. Now, when we listen to the radio for the next 24 days, make note of it who it is Burl Ives or Gene Autry or other. See, just just watching the the you know the the show the movie, mm-hmm. like that is the one that stands out in my head. But it could just be recency bias. I don't know. I think it is. I think for some reason I think it's Gene Autry that's played the most. Just that's in my. Well, he was the first one. Yeah, that could be. It, it. was written. It was written in 1949. Yeah, and even was... before that, I I think I read that the character Rudolph was created. Have some sort of like marketing campaign or some—I don't know if it was like a kid's toy or something along those lines in like the late '30s. So I mean, the the character has been around forever. Wow, I wonder if they had the story in mind of what this thing was, or was just—I don't know if the story came with the. Yeah, I don't know. Or they like the, Yeah, they had like the red nose was kind of in there. They had to think, they had to think about how to make it work. I don't know. It's weird. Right. Like at what point? Did they decide that we're going? Because the message of Rudolph the Red Nose, right? Because it is a kids, you know, movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like the message is to you know treat everybody the same, no matter what the differences are. Mm. Is that the un- underlying theme? I think the message is to be yourself. Well, okay, tomato, tomato is very similar. <laughs> messages so you're you're more empathetic with the bullies in the movie or the quote-unquote bullies we don't we're on i don't want to label anybody no i'm saying no i'm against the bullies. i'm saying treating everybody the same right but you're you're empathetic with them because that's the lesson you learned was from the bully side of things i'm looking at it from the rudolph side of things and like he's his lesson is to be himself and not compromise you're seeing it from the 
bully side of things. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling them bullies because I, you know, I don't think they're no, all. No, they're bullies. bullies. Comet's a dick. Comet's a dick. Comet, may, yeah, Comet may be the of everybody in that movie. Comet might be the only guy who's who's got to lighten up a little bit. Well, because Comet's also like an authoritative figure. He's like they portray him as elder statesman. You know what I, I got a problem with is like they're training these little deer, these baby deer, deers. Mm. No, I don't have a problem with the training. That's fine. They should do that. But it's not like he's getting pissed off. I mean, it's not like they're training to like all take off on Christmas Eve that year. They obviously have years to go until they're leading the sleigh. Why is Comet being such a hard on about it? Uh... I don't like, know. I mean, it takes it's it's a valuable roster spot getting on Santa's sled, you know. It, it is, but I mean, they're I mean, obviously, Comet or Dasher or Prancer have to die before one of these uh, other uh, of these reindeer get in. There's or, or just you know show some show their age a little bit, maybe lose a step. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah, that's got to be a that's gonna be, that's gonna be a tough conversation that day after Christmas. You know, comet, yeah. comet, you know, uh, come out back. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Donner, who's in the in the movie, is Rudolph's father, I believe. Right. I forget the mother's name. I don't know. The only one I remember is Clarice is the little the little one. Cl- Clarice is the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they portray Donner as like Santa's most trusted uh, reindeer. Donner's not a great... Almost like the captain. Donner's not a great dad. Although no, he does, but, and, he get, and he gets kind of wally pipped by his own kid because Rudolph, it goes like right to the front of the line. Yeah, I mean... Saves the day. I mean, uh, if, if it was clear that year, no problem. Well, that was going to be my next question. If it's not if it's not foggy that, you know, one Christmas night, mm-hmm. is Rudolph just like a 220 hitter who never really gets talked about? Um he's he's definitely important because of the of the year that it happened and crazy to think that Santa never ran into that problem before in all the years that he was delivering presents, but you know, far be it for me to, 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 to go back in the past and, and see other Christmas night, uh, forecasts. Not going to do that. Um, well, I guess well, maybe, okay, let's, I'm, I'm going on the assumption that this movie takes place in 19, what year to come out? 1964, 64. Yeah. Probably, it probably goes back a lot further than that. Right. It didn't take place in 1964. This is going way, way, way back. So this might very well be the first foggy Christmas Eve that there was. Mm, okay. Um, which well, yeah, I mean, the early stages, yeah. So early stages of Christmas. Which bad planning by Santa to not have you know something. You know, as you're taking off in the middle of December, you should have some kind of contingency plan if there's a, a, la- bad a lantern. Weather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, they right. They, like his his. I mean, this fucking guy. It's foggy and he's ready to just like cancel Christmas. 
And and also not a one trick pony. Yeah, you're right. Santa, that's a bad look for Santa Claus. Not I'm, a very a, resourceful and Santa. I'm a, and I'm a big Santa Claus defender in this movie, but that's not that's bad planning. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't think Rudolph's a two twenty hitter because think about it, he is the best flying young reindeer at the whole like tryout thing. He's the best. He yeah. impresses everybody with this little loopy loop thing. Nobody else is doing quite that. Uh, not doing it at all, and then he, everybody was hyping him up, loving him, and then his uh, little Fugazi nose falls off, and then and that's when the problem starts. Right, because his father put a fake nose on him. Yeah, it's bad parenting. Yeah, I think you it's know, like yeah, you're different, son. Let's cover this up so you're accepted. Yeah, if he, he's a little bit of a jerk about it, he wasn't like pr- protecting him. He's kind of protecting himself. You know, it wasn't yeah. like like it wasn't like Rudolph looked. He, no, nobody's gonna understand. Your nose is great, but you know you're dealing with a lot of dicks out there. No, he's like covered up. We don't need people fucking looking at us like that. We don't need to look different than everybody else. We, you know, he's a we guy. He wasn't a you guy. You know, he wasn't. Yeah. He, was, he was looking up for himself. He didn't want his reputation tarnished from having a kid with a glowing nose. Yeah, it's not a great look for him. He doesn't look like a great father there. No, no. He doesn't. He does go looking for Rudolph, though, when he goes missing. Great great line. Great 1964 line from Donner when he goes out there and the, the mom and Clarice want to follow him. He just goes, this is man's work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, ah. and, and, and if, we, if, you, if you listen to the show the other night, you know, women just don't stop, according to uh, Sean Connery. He said, "Don't come." They went right out. They, they, they went. Uh, two seconds after he said, "Don't come," he turned his back. He walked away. They were like literally on his heels. They almost get. They almost blow up the whole operation and get everyone killed. Yeah, not not great, not great. Uh, uh yeah. So Donner, not a great father. No. Uh, let's see. By the way, uh, talking about this talking about this song, you're gonna hear a lot. Like you're gonna hear a couple that not a lot. You're gonna hear a couple, you're like, who is this? If you're really paying attention, don't like, mm-hmm. like don't waste your time with the uh let's see, I got I got the I got Rod Mason and his hot five from nineteen ninety four. Don't throw don't bother putting them on. Even okay. like Neil like Neil Diamond, don't put his version on. I don't want Neil Diamond's or Harry Connick's version on. Stick nah, to yeah. Stick to the very early, stick to the 60s and like before. That's really it. I don't want to, there's no reason to go. The Temptations did one in 68. So 68 and before. That probably, the Beatles did it. Yeah, you're getting the good ones in. Burl Ives is 65. I think the the Temptations, I got you. Okay, that's uh, the Jackson 5. The Jackson 5 is my cutoff, 1970. Okay. All right, yeah. Even like so John, the rule like of Jackson Five, John Denver, Inglebert, Hump, Inglebert Hupperdink, fine guys. Even Willie Nelson, love Willie Nelson. We don't need to hear him though with this song. It's a yeah. These artists, it's a little bit too much. The amount of Christmas songs, it's such a, it's a crutch. These guys. Well, you know who I, I saw? Know. You know who I saw on? Uh, who was it? Wicked Games. Uh, what's the dude's name? Chris Isaac. Oh. Remember the song Wicked Games? Yeah. 
He was <laughs> on about Joe, uh, about Joe Montana. He was in a movie by a, sim- with a similar name. <laughs> he, he was uh, where did I see him? One of those shows, you know, midday shows, talk yeah. shows, yeah, Jerry Kelly, O'Connell show, Kelly, something. One of those shows, Kelly Clarkson or yeah, uh, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore show, yeah. Yeah, he was on. I don't think it was any of those shows, for the record. Okay. But he was on there, like promoting a. I uh, did a Christmas album. So just fucking play wicked games, man. Everybody's got to do Christmas. Yeah, he's not big enough anymore to do. He should have done a Christmas album in 1995, whenever Wicked Games came out. Oh, because I look at it more. I yeah, people at the top of their game do. I mean, like NSYNC. I remember did one like the boy bands. Got to cash but- in when you can. Yeah, don't wait 30 years after your heyday. Oh, see, I look at it as a, a quick, you know, payday. Yeah, of course. But again, no, who's buying? He's desperate for a quick payday. If you do it early, oh, he on. would he would have sold more if he did it at his peak. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you have to do it. But which is kind of crazy because we like the guys. We just said we're cutting off in 1970, and we, you know, we're wary of doing that. We wanted to go back further. Those are the only ones we want to hear. We don't want to hear the in sync version of anything. Like I don't want to hear the Carrie Underwood version of anything. At Christmas time. I want to hear Frank. I want to hear Dean. I want to hear Burl Ives. I want to hear. Um, that is a good point about Christmas songs. Is the older it seems to be, the better. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a we, couple. I, I I know the Mariah Carey one is overplayed, but like that's not her fault. That's not her fault. Like, I'll listen to that song. You're going to yeah. hear it 8 million times on the radio, and you're yeah. not, you know, probably by December, you know, 12th, you're going to be sick of it if you if you hear it, you listen to the radio enough. But I, it is it is a good song that has, you know, obviously, like, jumped the shark a little bit, but I don't want to hold that against her. It's not her fault. It's not no. the song's fault. No, I, probably not. Well, she probably wants it. I mean, she's she's hyped herself up enough over the few over definitely the past few years as like the queen of Christmas and like once Halloween's over, she's like this is my season and shit. Like does she? <laughs> yeah, like she's definitely helped to hype herself up a little bit. I'm a but, yeah, I, I'm just a big Mariah Carey fan. I can't, you know, I can't. Yeah, I don't, I don't get into the very important in the '90s. She was very important. Oh yeah. Top like me, I don't know. We'll do rankings, but like a top three sex symbol for me in the nineties. Yeah, easily. Yeah, like Pam great. Anderson should be disqualified. Like she's like number one easily. Yeah, but Mariah Carey's up there. Agreed. Butter, yeah. Butterfly video, and it's a great song. I love it's a it's a great song that is going to be played way too much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honey, honey was like the shit. Yeah, the one whatever she's on a jet ski. Yeah, it's a Puff Daddy song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, it doesn't get overplayed, but I mean, like, whatever, man. I'm gonna to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it three times in the next month. It could be on. I'll listen to. It, I'll catch it three times. And if I don't want to listen to it, I'll just fucking move on to the next one. Like that's whatever. There's plenty of there's plenty of places to listen to music now. I don't need. I'm not beholden to whatever channel I'm listening to. Well, you're never going to put it on that song because you know no, you're going to no, catch no. it. Yeah. That's like the fun part of Christmas songs. Um, like I'll put on a couple times in the season, I'll put on like a Sinatra album or an Elvis album um, or, or like a playlist or something like that. 
like a pre-made, not one that I've made, like a pre-made playlist or whatever. Like now that's what I call Christmas CD. Like that guy was always great. Uh-huh. But, uh, I'm never going like single picking out singles to play. And the fun of Christmas is like hearing them randomly. And like, the, you know what? The one song I might play is uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Kids, uh-huh. kids love it. And it's a Bruce version and kids love it. And we'll crank it up. That's like, that's of all the Christmas songs. That's the one that like a billion people have done. And every one of them is pretty good. That yeah. song you're saying? Yeah, maybe not every one of them, but you know, there's like a multitude of versions that I could listen to with no problem and not be angry, like, oh, is that the Bruce version? Yeah. Uh that is I see, I don't think I ever actually seek out an actual Christmas song and put it on. Cause I, I it is the fun of just playing a little Russian roulette on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, it doesn't even have to be the radio. If you're just out in a store, it could be a Walmart on like a Saturday morning and there's going to be Christmas music on. There's no place less cheerful than a Walmart on a Saturday morning during Christmas season, though. Yeah, I mean, they got to crank that shit loud if they want people to not kill themselves on the way out. Well, that might be the soundtrack of somebody's death. Yeah. Somebody's suicide. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Hermie, the elf. Yeah, I can't even touch on Hermie yet. Yeah. Wants to be the wants to be a dentist. I mean, where does that come from? That's just very random. Well, they needed a human they needed another story. They needed a B story, right? And I guess they had they figured you needed an elf who um was having trouble being an elf. Having trouble. having trouble adapting. He, he yeah. wanted he, he really wanted out of under uh out from under like Santa's shadow. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want to just fall in line and he wanted to just fall into the family business. Yeah, he wasn't made he wasn't made he wasn't born to be in that business. He wasn't born to be uh in the elf business. Um he wanted to be a lot of manual labor. There's probably more money in dentistry. Yeah, especially yeah, especially with a bunch, especially when there's a bunch of people. Working in the North Pole with no dentist for thousands of miles. True too. True uh, too. And like candy canes getting chomped on all the time. Uh, you know, it's like cavity he central up there. Guy can't even enjoy Christmas. He wants to enjoy Christmas, and he's just work, work, work. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think it's um, yeah, that just fits in with. The be yourself storyline. That's all. They needed a counterpart for Rudolph. So they threw Hermie in there. Right. They need they couldn't just send Rudolph off by himself because it's castaway. Right. Right. Nobody's talking. It's just, it's just you know. <laughs> yeah. You need you need some dialogue. Well, he's talking and then he runs into Yukon Cornelius out there. And and really for an hour movie, there's a lot of there's a lot going on because he also has like the mis the out of misfit toys too. There's a lot going on in that hour, right? You got that lion heading the uh, island of misfit toys, whatever his yep. name is. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Yukon Cornelius, I, I was kind of sitting on him because he is—he's one of my favorite characters in all of these Christmas specials. He might be like number one. He's great. He's a loner out there doing his own thing in the wilderness. Greatest the prospector in the north. That's what they say. That's what he says. Um, yes. Who am I to? And then, and then he he, he happens upon these uh, 
these misfits uh, of their own, and he's 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 a man among men because he you know he's a loner, but he's he's there to help them out even still. Yeah. So the guy who played uh, who played UConn Cornelius, this guy Larry Mann. Okay. Again, steals the show. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping I could find him in something. And the only thing I could, I mean, there, he was in a ton of shit, but he plays a, uh, so, so first what he's best known for, you're not going to know what this is. He's best known for playing the boss in a series of Bell Canada television commercials. Oh, which I did not seek out, but I may have to do that right now. But the only, the only movie I really, I, I saw that he was in that you would know, um, was uh, the Sting? He plays a train conductor. No oh, shit. And I, and I googled that. Yeah, it's just, he's just a guy with glasses, older guy with glasses. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yukon Cornelius making an appearance in the Sting. And one of the great movies of all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah, he's in a lot of shit. I'm looking at his never, th- I never thought to look up Yukon Cornelius's uh career, but my God, let me see if there's any. I'm sure there's another couple of movies in there. The Sting is the one that jumped off the page at me. He did an episode of Columbo. That's fun. Oh, he did it. He had a guest appearance on MacGyver, too. Wow. I don't know if he was the bad guy or not. I hope he was, but. <laughs> this is uh, a TV movies. Uh, the Fastest Tongue in the West. That sounds. That's, hmm. a, that's a kid's movie, though. It's a cartoon. <laughs> He did a lot of cartoons, a lot of voice work. Uh, let's see anything that comes across. A lot of westerns. Yeah, westerns, TV shows. Oh, In the Heat of the Night. That's a great movie. It was in The Man from Uncle. Yeah, I found a 1985 commercial here. This might be him. Bell Telemarketing. Yeah, wow. What a, I mean, this guy's career is stellar. Just re- like a lot maybe, of voice work. You say a lot of voice work. Yeah, so it looks like a lot of cartoons, and then a lot of just one-offs on TV series. Man, all right. Yeah, I want to get. I I want to go down uh, the the Larry Man rabbit hole and just I don't know, maybe do a um, uh, Larry Man uh, film night or Larry Man uh, retrospective film night or something. Just bang out all his guest appearances the TV shows. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which, we got just about a minute left. Uh, Saturday, T- TCM has a Ray Liotta retrospective or tribute to Ray Liotta. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I think it's like two movies, like two rarely seen movies that he's in, but a little tribute to him. All right. We'll have to seek that out. Yeah. Um. All right. We got under a minute left. We have a lot to cover on Rudolph still. So, We'll take a quick break here, come back, and uh, and bang out a little more. The, the, our show might be longer than the actual Rudolph show of all Rudolph stuff. <sighs> well, listen, there's a lot more to get into. There's a whole second act. Oh, yeah. Him name. It's Pearl Ives. 
That's bro I'm not sure it's the radio version though. That's the original soundtrack, it says. I don't think it's the original. I don't think it's the version here on the radio though. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm gonna have to keep an eye an ear out now. That sounded a little that sounded a little sped up. For what I would uh what I was thinking. I'm pretty sure that's not it. I think I just played the wrong one. No, but that's the one from the from the show, though. It's from the, from yeah. the special. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you're thinking it's the Gene Autry, then. Find the Gene Autry one. Well, here's... Oh. This is Burl. That's Burl. It's Burl. Oh, mate. Okay, so here's uh, Gene Autry. Here's your boy. Cowboy Gene Autry. The other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. You might be more likely to hear that one on the on the radio. I think so. I think so. Lives. Let's see. But Burl Ives can... one has a has a special place too. I mean, it's it's the it's a part of the special. It's part of the uh, touchdown Bills. Yep. That should just about do it in Foxborough. Well, you would even say it glows. Bing. All of the other Bing. You probably hear this I'm not sure I heard that one before. Uh, I, I, it sounds, I don't know, maybe just because Bing Crosby does so many Christmas songs, but this is the best one. Actually, we can make an exception. DMF? You never saw the video of him doing this? Uh, I all, I all, you never saw the video of him doing this? No, never. Oh, never it's, so, it's so good. Yeah, I just we that's my exception to our rule from 1970. There's a video. Some he's like in the hallway of some radio show and and somebody asks him to do it and on the spot he just does Rudolph with all you know, just the whole thing, man. It's it's fucking phenomenal. You gotta wow. seek, seek that one out. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm gonna have to catch that video. It's it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's amazing. I can't I can't think of the words to describe it. It's that good. All right. I mean, who right. hasn't done Rudolph at this point? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess that was the one. We're just missing Kanye's version. Yeah, I don't know if we're getting that, but <laughs> one day oh, this big comeback special. Yeah, big comeback. That's gonna be the way back Christmas yeah. album. Yep. It'll be called White Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and said that joke and took a sip whatever he was drinking he was so proud of it <laughs> and I washed that one down with some of this ah. Ah. so Rudolph <laughs> uh, so where are we with Rudolph uh, he takes off Donner Clarice go looking for him Rudolph finds him, abominable snowman, who we haven't mentioned yet. 
Yep. Uh, and then Rudolph kind of gets into more shit. I mean, he's there to kind of distract the snowman, but it's really Yukon and Hermie that come and save the day. Really, Yukon. Yeah, I mean, Yukon literally going. Well, no, I guess it's Hermie. Hermie's going into well, the thing was knocked out, but still, you got to go into that thing's mouth and yank all his teeth out. You know. Yeah. Well, it's pretty ballsy. It is ballsy on Hermie. Yukon goes over the cliff, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the first does. time I saw it, first time I saw it, I thought that was it. I thought he gave himself up for, for the team. <laughs> Fell on the sword. Oh no, Bumble's bounce. I didn't think you. Yeah, I guess he broke his fall. I mean, I didn't. See, I didn't see that coming. I got to be honest. First time I saw it. No, he's a hero. Yukon's a hero. I thought he was just one of those like expendable characters that they put in there just to. You know, move the plot oh. along, save the day, and keep everyone else alive. Far from expendable. No, you can't. You don't. There's no movie that you can. Right, right. I mean, he may. I thought maybe he made it to almost the end, but then you know, big surprise, comeback at the end. He might be the only uh, character in any kids' Christmas movie that carry to carry a piece. Oh, he does carry a gun, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think uh, anybody's showing up in Frosty with a with a pistol. Yeah, I don't even think the cops in Frosty have guns. <laughs> Maybe they do. Probably. Frosty kind of sucks. Frosty's kind of a shitty uh, special. Yeah, Frosty's a little overrated. Yeah, it's not great. It's it's yeah. It's all you can just listen to the song. You don't really have to watch. It. And the special is very short. It's like under half hour. It's like twenty something minutes. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. A, there's more duds there are than there are hits. Right, but Frosty realm. has a Frosty's reputation does not uh does not it, it carries the reputation carries more weight than it deserves. Yeah. Yeah, Frosty's one you like when you're a kid, but when you grow up, it's not one you're gonna want to rewatch. Because Charlie yes. Brown, Rudolph, you're gonna watch. Um Grinch, you could watch. Grinch is um, yeah, Grinch is great. A couple of the older ones, a couple of the ones that, like you know, I haven't seen The Year Without a Santa Claus. I don't even remember that one. The claymation is that the heat miser one. The heat miser is Jack Frost. Is no, his? heat miser is a uh, heat miser is. It's either the year without a Santa Claus or Santa Claus is coming to town. It's one of the two. Okay, I always confuse those two. One of them is like Santa sick or something. Mm. And then the other one shows you, I think Santa Claus is coming to town is the one where it shows you like how Santa became Santa. Like he's Chris Kringle at the beginning. He's got red hair. Oh, falls okay. in, right. He falls in love with Miss Claus, or I guess she wasn't Claus yet, right? She was Miss something. Who was it? She was a teacher, school teacher, and they fall in love and they do their thing. It's hot and right. steamy. That's yeah. I don't, I don't remember that one. I mean, I know I've heard of the name, obviously, but I don't remember that one at all. It's like yeah, it's it's Christmas is like it's banned wherever they are. Oh, no gifts. Like you can't. The guy who's in town. It's like some. It's, I don't know. I think it's almost like a play on like Nazi Germany. Like they're not allowed toys. Oof. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of dark. I think that Santa Claus is coming to town. Really fun play. Really fun play on. What was going on in the world right there? <laughs> it's a play on Nazis. Uh, yeah, I think that's Santa Claus coming to town. 
Um, All right. Yeah. So for for us, he's one hundred percent overrated. I mean, it's just. Well, Santa may, Santa's in Frosty the Snowman. Is he? Uh, no, Santa takes him to the North Pole, doesn't he? At the end. I haven't watched Frosty in a couple of years because I kind of just was like, eh. Yeah, I don't need to do it to yourself. It's like, then you know, coming up next, Frosty returns. It's like oh, the no. Oh, who the fuck's the, watching that? The, what was on after Rudolph the other night? It was a new one. It had a, it had a ton of uh, known... People, but it was like known people who, like, are they? It's almost like the the musician. It's almost like a Chris Isaac list of like people who are just maybe looking for a little payday because they're not quite a listers anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was called uh, it was something reindeer. Uh, not Robbie the reindeer. Reindeer something. It was like a premiere. It was all uh. sure it was new from this year. What, wait a second. So there's a premiere of a cartoon is on at nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Yes. The fuck are they doing? DVR I mean, now, right? I mean, yeah. Reindeer in Here. Who's in Reindeer in Here? I'll give you the I'll give you the list right now. Uh, reindeer in Here. Yeah, first episode date November 29th, thousand twenty two. Blizzard. A young reindeer living at the North Pole and his unique group of friends band together to save the future of Christmas, creating a magical holiday tradition in the process. I may have DVR'd it. I don't know if we can get to it. Who, who's that? Uh, I mean, is it too much to get a fucking cast there? <laughs> fucking stalling long enough. It says season one. I thought it was a special. Are they trying to build this as like a... What's it called? Reindeer in Hair. Stupid name. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Hair spelled H-E-R-E. How else would it be spelled? H-A-I-R. Maybe Reindeer in Hair. In Hair? Yeah. Oh, Candace Cameron's in it. Yes. All right. Now I got it. Yeah. Adam Devine is in it. Adam Devine. Yep. Donald Jim Gaffigan. Fa- Donald Faison. Yep. Jim Gaffigan plays Santa. Uh, wow. The Fonz is in it. Yes. Henry Winkler. Craig Robinson. Melissa V. Senor from uh, SNL. They- mm-hmm. Joe Coy, who's a comedian. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's it for names people will. Really no, but it was a, it was a surprising how many people because you look back. I don't know, like in 1964 with Rudolph, are all these names would everyone have known them? Like Burl Ives, probably. I'm gonna maybe say, I'm, Man. What's his face, uh, Larry Mann? But well, none of these people here is like a big big time actor. I mean, they're names to us, but I mean, like Jim Gaffigan, as great as he is, not huge. Right, Henry Winkler. Yeah, probably the most famous one on there. But do how old do you have to be to know Henry Winkler? Though we're we might be the cutoff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm I'm talking about the obviously kids aren't going to know who these people are. How old do you have to be to know, like the Fonz? What is the 35, probably. 35 and up, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it's weird to think about, really. 
Yeah. Like, how do you not know who the Fonz is? I'm sure there's, there's, there's oh, yeah. I guarantee it. Who don't know what Happy Days is. Who don't know who Ron Howard is. Right. Because Happy Days, even though it was way before our time, it was. It wasn't still... that far. Happy Days wasn't that far before our time because it was made in the 70s, I think. Right. But it's made before we were alive. Yeah. And it was prominently played in reruns, I have heard recently, in the 80s. It was pretty prevalent in the 90s with Nick at Night. It was prime yeah. real estate. Yeah. So now you're looking at shows that are out of Nick at Night still exists, right? It's like all like shows Friends. we grew up with, Friends and who else? I don't even know. What up? Fresh Prince, maybe. Shows like that. Yeah. So yeah, the whole generation doesn't know what. Yeah, I'm not sure. Know. I think there was a whole like industry, not industry, I guess industry, like that was getting paid off nostalgia on this of the sixties. I mean, Happy Days is a big part of big part of it. I mean, there's movies in the seventies. Um the one that you saw recently with the Harrison Ford. American American, American Graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. You know, there's American Graffiti. Happy Days is basically the TV show version of American Graffiti. Just you know, brought to your brought to your living room every week with goofier stories. Um, yeah, and then like Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff, so same thing. Um, but uh, I and that that carried on like the nostalgia for the '60s was very real into the '90s. I don't think there's nostalgia for any decade anymore. Like for the younger generations, I don't think anybody is looking back at the '90s now, like we looked at the '60s when we were kids. Mm. I mean, we. Might. I think that the nine. Yeah, you're. Right, I was gonna say. <laughs> but we so also don't. Saying, we don't. We so don't talk. Saying, the '60s was. I don't. We don't have anything about the '90s that, or like we don't make anything, nostalgia-wise for the '90s. There's not a TV show, out there, that. Like is made now about the nineties. Well, There's they're trying. Much. They're trying to see the trailer for that nineties show. I didn't, but that does not count. Like that does not. <laughs> that doesn't count because it's that seventies show. They're trying to rehash it. That doesn't count. To me, that's not the same thing. That's trying. That's trying to make a quick book on. Uh, nostalgia is big. People like nostalgia, but they're going to try and cash in. We're not nostalgia. We're not nostalgic for the nineties. We're nostalgic for like some pop culture from the nineties. Don't you think the Not, '90s did a good job in the '90s with like their current material that they produce? Like American Pie takes place in real time. Yeah, true, very true. Yep, I'm sure there was stuff that was that took place in the '60s that was filmed in the '60s that was very good too. We yeah. just haven't seen like the same nostalgia for the '90s. Yeah, so I, I don't. So we don't have. So again, that just goes back to what we were saying about. Not I'll tell you one thing happy. too about the '90s. One of the best decades for movies. Yeah, '90s was phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. '90s was great, great for movies. Yep. Also, music too, like mixed yeah. bag of music. '90s to me is like top. But but again, I'm biased. I'm a '90s kid, so I don't I don't know if somebody older than me who's like 15 years older or 15 years younger. Like they may look at the '90s and be like, "What the? Who gives a shit?" Yeah, I to, to me, it's like the '60s and the '90s are the two best decades for music, and maybe the two best decades ever. 
It might be, yeah. And you have some good and move. Yeah, see, because sixties and seventies, seventies probably have better movies, I guess. But the sixties had some really good movies. Yeah, 90s had some good movies, though. 90s was it. Like, 1994 is considered one of the best movie years ever. But in the 90s, you had blockbusters and you had, like, independent movies, too. That was, like, you had a nice range to choose from. So you could you could lock into a blockbuster movie, whether it was, I don't know, The Rock. Any Will Smith movie. Yeah, Men in Black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can find, like, indies that we love, like Swingers. Yeah, Reservoir Cohen, Dogs, Cohen Brothers movies. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, and all like all, and all like the grunge type stuff that we're not really technically you know fans of, like big time fans of. But all that stuff was huge. Um, yeah, a lot of hidden gems in there that we forget about. Um, yeah, and just a wide range of different artistic voices out there, which we don't really have now. The big machine running things, but but there but there is room for some. I mean, I'm, I don't want to knock the current era of movies because maybe the classics are far and few between, but there are some really good movies out there um, in the two thousands and even like, you know, recently. So it's not like, uh, like parasite is a great movie. Um, Get out. is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Like there's, there's definitely, there's definitely good ones out there that are worth, you know, watching and rewatching. And, but uh, no, not, we're, we're not the nineties. That's for sure. But uh, we're far away from the nineties. Well, well, we are we are missing or not missing, but we don't have is like nostalgia pieces um, from about generations ago. I mean, I don't know because like the sixties, it has like the cars and the the different like hairdos and the clothes, and I don't know. We we had drive-ins. Yeah, that's true. We had a lot of culturally a lot of Americana um, that maybe we we didn't really have or embrace in the nineties In the nineties. Yeah. We embraced, we embraced that in like throwback diners and shit. <laughs> yeah. The nineties was very rebellious too. Yeah. We didn't want all that same shit kind of. Yeah. I mean, I always think of like wrestling when I think of, this is a good time for, for, to be a wrestling fan in the nineties too. <laughs> okay. Mid, mid to late nineties, I would say mm-hmm. it was a great time. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see anything uh, that's really nostalgic for the night. South Park, South Park. That was when South Park came on the scene. Yeah. So yeah. when did Simpsons premiere? Simpsons was eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah, it was right around there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff in the nineties. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see. I don't know if we'll ever see like like stuff we saw with the sixties though. So if. So get back on on track here. If Reindeer and Here becomes a classic, and four no shot in fifty years from now, people are people gonna look back and be like, Henry Winkler was on a show called Happy Days. Like what? <laughs> what is that? Maybe yeah. it might because he's already we're already phasing him out. You know, it's possible. But out. if you go to his Wikipedia page, it's gonna say he's best known for playing the Fonz in Happy Days. Yeah. Oh, he's in a movie called Scream. Yeah, Barry Scream, Barry. Yep, and then I'll say, Oh, he's a he's water couple, boy, he's in a couple of TV shows or a surgeons in the 90s. He's in a Stallone movie at some point. Was he in a Stallone movie? Yeah, one of my early ones was it uh, Lords of Flatbush? Is that the name of it? 
Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Now, he was basically Fonzie in that movie. Yeah. Leather as jacket. He, as he was, like, yeah, becoming the Fonz, he was, like, a little more of a tough guy Fonz, right? I think so, yeah. So. It wasn't, wasn't really much of a comedy. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know how I don't know how I don't know how well known Burl Ives was to the kids. But here he is, uh, you know, sixty some odd years later. Still talking no, about I mean, Burl. We're giving him his due. Oh yeah. Props. Um, uh yeah, so Yukon saves the day with the yep. snowman and comes in and all of a sudden the snowman doesn't turn. He's a good guy. He's decorating the tree, right? Trimming the tree, whatever he's doing. What is he a good guy or is he just uh he's just, I don't know what UConn a, did to him to whip him in the shape, man. He fucking like waterboarded him or some shit. Be like, you better start acting right. <laughs> I mean he had a piece on him. Who knows what he did? Just to whip the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck a nine millimeter up his ass. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it, yeah, is he a good guy or does he just like uh, kind of fall into place because he has no teeth? I mean, he can still stomp on everybody. He's a gigantic, you know, monster. Could be playing the long game. Let me infiltrate the castle. And then... Yeah, it's, yeah, that's Rudolph too. Is uh, the abominable snowman's revenge? Right. Who knows when what Santa and Rudolph are coming back to? He may have, like burn down the whole village. <laughs> they may yeah. be coming. They may be coming back to something yeah. dark, dude. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be having elf shakes. He may throw them all in a blender. Yeah, some almond milk. Chug it. Man, that's the last first and last Christmas. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So uh yeah, we all learned a lesson though after that because they, they're welcoming to these outcasts, misfit toys, all find homes. Would you yes. be disappointed to get a misfit toy on Christmas morning? Uh I mean I could I could deal with a uh Charlie in the box. Is that was that his name? Yeah, Charlie in the Box. Spotted yeah. elephant, not too bad. Yeah. What about a cowboy who rides an ostrich? <laughs> that one, yeah, I might be a little disappointed in that. <laughs> I don't need a uh, cowboy on an ostrich. A train with square wheels. Eh, I can make that work. Uh, see, here's one. Here's one that's not bad. A water pistol that squirts jelly. It's only that's not bad. Your mom's not gonna like that, but uh, you know, what's the big deal? What kind of jelly? Edible jelly, or I, th- I would assume so. Yeah, then you could. Yeah, then geez, it probably makes breakfast a little bit easier. Right, put some on your toast. Yeah. Uh, target practice with a toast. Uh, a bird that swims. That's not a big deal. I hate birds. I, I'd rather it swims than flies, go. which is just a fish. Uh, a yeah. boat, a boat that can't stay afloat, and an airplane that can't fly. I mean, these are toys. None of them actually do it. And also, right. Like, pretend. You're a kid. Pretend it floats. Pretend it flies. Yeah. Um, yeah, all these other ones. Uh, a pink fire truck? I guess I wouldn't really like that. Were all, the, were all these actually in Rudolph? I think they, I think um, I think these are like all bit characters, but not mentioned. And oh, some, okay. Some of them actually, I'm going through them, and some of them might be from like future Rudolph movies. Ah, uh, 
Uh, Got it. But I stopped. I didn't. I didn't like. There's a piggy bank with no slot. That looked like that looks like it's made on a computer. I wasn't going to say just, that one. It's just a pig then. Yes, it's a toy pig. A kite who's afraid of heights. That looks like it was made on like Windows ninety five. Those two things look like Windows ninety five animations. A kite afraid of heights. Yeah. Um, but the other ones I mentioned, I think, uh, I think we're all in the movie that you just that you watched. But do um, people fly kites anymore? Yeah, I was at the beach over the summer. I saw a family flying some kites. I haven't flew a kite since I was like maybe eight, seven, eight. It looks fun, man. I don't think I've ever flown a kite. It looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it was Down great. In a lighthouse. I can remember flying a kite. Nice. Go fly a kite. Why is that an insult? Go fly a kite. Is that an insult? Yeah, well, if somebody's pissing you off, you go fly a kite. Oh, man. I mean, it's not an insult, w- but it's like a nice way of saying get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't know. You got to catch a windy day, though. Yeah, maybe maybe go and say it on a, on, a, on a calm day. If it's windy, they're going to be like, oh, great. Yeah, it will. Sounds fun. When I do, when yes. I saw when I saw over the summer, it was like a father, his son, and a mom, and a mom, and there's three of them, three kites, and the dad and the Jesus God Almighty, the fuck is that Nickelodeon? Uh, a, someone a, someone gets slimed. Alarm on one of my kids' toys. <laughs> oh God. Um, go fly a t- kite. This means <laughs> to stop wasting my time and go waste your time elsewhere. Uh, okay. Oh well, yeah. I guess you can see it. it could be a little time waster. But yeah. the fa- the father was flying the kite, flying miles and miles up in the air. He, had, he was like a pro. Kid is struggling. Mom is struggling. Like kites are coming down, and the dad just not oblivious, but just not does not give a shit. He's <laughs> flying it proudly, whipping it around, doing tricks and shit. Kid oh man, kid and mom is to it. Kid and mom is kept like falling down and picking it up and trying again, helping each other. <laughs> yeah. Ben uh, Franklin, man, he started a fucking trend. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have different hobbies back then. Let's go fly and cut your comeback. should be like, oh, like the guy who discovered electricity. Yeah. You go, you go fucking fly something. Yeah. You're going to be sitting, you're going to be sitting on your, you're going to be sitting on your ass. I'm be uh, inventing something. That'll change history. Yeah. Fuck or, off. <laughs> get in touch with my inner Ben Franklin. Yeah. Uh, I've never, I've that's the first time I've ever heard that. I've probably heard it before, but first time it's ever yeah, been it's, yeah, brought to my attention. Go fly a kite. That's wild. Um, all right, talk about the bad guys, Donner. I think the reindeer are maybe the worst. Uh, how do you feel about the boss elf? The head elf. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of, he's a little bit of a dick, too. All right. They kind of make everyone kind of, I mean, Santa's cool. Uh, Hermie, obviously. People, Yukon, people, hate, people hate Santa from this. Why is that? Well, the only, my only beef with Santa is that he wanted to cancel Christmas, like, real early. Like, he, he didn't even want to put up a fight. It's like, dude, the whole world's relying on you. <laughs> Again, you know, we're thinking about it as like just this one-off Christmas in the middle of history, but it might have been very early on. He wasn't sure how to deal with it. It might have been 
It might have been uh, relatively young Santa. Yeah. It's, Learning it's experience. Uh, give Santa here. I mean, so what? Why do so? Why? Okay, good. So I, I want. I'm interested to know why people hate Santa because I don't think he comes across that badly in this. He's very curt. <laughs> he's kind of a dick. He's not. I don't think he's very nice to Rudolph. Um, uh. And he's. He, I think he's. He's. You know. Also, he's in charge. He's in charge there. He's running the show. So I think yeah, but he has to that, kind of be like that. He's he's running a business, basically. Man, yeah, you know, you what you see eye to eye with me on this because I'm telling you, people listen. Santa has every right the week of Christmas to be a little bit like short with people. All right, it's a lot yeah. going on. It's a very busy week. He's got he's got more to do. Yeah, I'm telling you, you go you you go to fucking don't give Santa shit because you got you have to shop for twelve people and you're gonna flip the fuck out at some point. You know, standing in line at a Target, right? So right. Let's not let's not pretend like it's easy doing Christmas. This guy's got to go all around the world to deliver toys. Give him a fucking break. Cut him some levity. All right. He's he just he's got a lot on his mind. A lot of prep to do. Slay's got to be ready to go. The reindeer have to be strong and feeling it. You know, little, plus little. this is like behind the scenes Santa. This isn't the Santa you see at the mall. Yes, this Santa isn't at work. This is Santa at work, right? Yeah. Exactly. This isn't this isn't Santa. You know, uh, hey, little Jimmy, what do you want for Christmas? Ho, ho, ho! This is Santa in his. This is this is Santa working. You know, eighty hours a week, making yeah. sure shit gets off. He doesn't. He, he's not going to be the same guy, and he doesn't have to be. No, you're absolutely. This, yeah, this is. Uh, he needs the North Pole to be a well-oiled machine. Come the end of December every year. Right. And again, it'd be, weird, it's, it'd be weird if he was the holly jolly Santa all year round. Yeah. Yeah. Be a weirdo. Yeah. You know, he's not eating. He's very thin in this one. He's, his nerves are getting the best of him, right? Because the Mrs. Claus is like, you got to eat something. It's, it's, it's leading up to Christmas. He's, yeah. you know, he's nerves. Yeah. Yeah. You're Stomach's right. tangled 80, up. I, th- I think 80 hours is, uh, is an underestimate. He, I don't Probably. know. He might not. He might not sleep. Seven. He might not sleep the like the seven or eight days leading up to Christmas. The eight days of Christmas. That's a, that's a thing, right? Twelve days of Christmas. Like the twelve days eight. of Christmas. Oh no! Twelve days of Christmas. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is there alarms going off everywhere? Why are there alarms? Um. Yeah. The twelve days of Christmas might be just Santa taking Adderall and drinking pot of coffee after pot of coffee. Well, he's also mad. right, and then he comes Santa's home. Little, Santa's got magic in him, which you know that that probably goes a long way. Right, and then he comes home, sleeps for like five days, and then for the next you know 10, 11 months, that's when he really fattens up and just oh, goes to town and chows. He earned it, man. And then lead up to Christmas, he drops his weight. It's just, he's a yo-yo. I like that. I like what you said, man. The behind the scenes that really is, people don't want to look behind the curtain. They don't want to see how the how the sausage is made. Well, this is what happened. You just you wake up on Christmas morning, you spoke prick, and there's a present under your tree from from the man from the man up in the North Pole, and you think it just happens. You think it exists just for you. Well, you know what? There's billions of other kids he's got to come to mm-hmm. deliver. All right. So you don't like what you see, then why don't you convert? Okay. <laughs> this is how this is how it works. This is how it happens. This is how the magic happens. Right. I said no. I agree. Man, I agree. It's, it's almost like Santa unplugged. 
a little bit. You know, you're not really getting Santa in that movie. We you getting Mr. Kringle. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like Batman versus Bruce Wayne almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's you're, what, getting, you're getting Santa with his cape off. Chris Kringle is too cheerful. What's like his what's like his office name? Chris Kringle is too cheerful. Oh, he's got so many names, man, doesn't he? Santa oh, Claus. Yeah. Got a bunch. Saint what are his other ones? Old Saint Nick. Nick. Maybe it's just Nick. Ugh. Nick's not great. Nick's a good what is what, is what is what uh, is Mrs. Claus call him in the movie? She oh. calls him Santa. She calls him Santa, I think, which is kind of corny. Papa, her husband. Papa. She calls oh, him Papa. Papa. Jesus. Fucking pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I um, feel like he should be I feel like he should be called Nick at the North Pole. Ten different names for Santa Claus around the world. Oh, he's got he's got so of course I can't think of any, but he's got a million. Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Chris Kringle, Papa Noel. Mac uh, Jones just running for his fucking life, dude. Third and goal. Hail Mary. Let's go. Babbo Natale. That's Italian for Daddy Christmas. Daddy Christmas. <laughs> uh yeah, a lot of Papa Noel. Yeah, it's just that's just in different languages. That doesn't count. Um yeah, I guess it's Nick, yeah, Nicholas. So what was Saint Nicholas's real name? That's the question. Like his full name. Oh. Saint Nicholas Man. of Myra. Yeah, it's uh, like very uh, English. Body. No no last name. Yeah. So Saint Nick really if like Santa Claus, Santa Claus should be like should have made Nick like Cher or uh, any of those one name people. Yeah, it didn't. Should it should be though? There should only be one Nick. Correct. I agree. Um, I don't like the idea of the elves calling him Nick though. <laughs> no, I want his wife to call him Nick. Nick, have something to eat here. Nick, have some ham. Right, right, right. This, I think the, I'm fine with the elves calling him Santa. Uh, do you think um, even Mister Mister Claus, Mister Claus is probably what the elves should call him. Well, Mister C, what Mister C, Mister C, like most of the year. But if he's walking around like pissed off, like I'm calling him Mister Claus. I think it's Mister Mister C allows him to still like keep the. The holly jolly, you know, I'm like everybody's friend guy, but it's still the mister knows, you know, who's isn't, in charge. Isn't that what uh, the Fonz called uh, Mr. Cunningham? Oh, Mr. C. Absolutely, Mr. Yeah. C. Yeah. Yeah, the Fonz was in the wrong Christmas special, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great if in if in the in reindeer in here he calls. Jim Gavigan's Mr. Claus, Mr. C. Yeah, well, that would be a great callback that nobody probably thought of in the writer's yep. room. No, because they, you... they don't know who Henry Winkler is. <laughs> oh, he got man. the role because they saw him in Barry. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, the guy is good. Um, yeah. By the way, Santa Claus is coming to town, the one I was just talking about. Fred Astaire yep. narrates that, and Mickey Rooney, I believe, plays uh, mm. the main character. Again, these names probably lost the history, if not for Christmas. Mickey Rooney, yeah. Well, Mickey Rooney's got some shit going on. Mickey Rooney's pretty decent. Mickey actor. Rooney was, well, Mickey Rooney also voiced Frosty, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to I think Mickey Google and hope I'm right. I'm going to say like the a lot of the singers uh, are lost without Christmas. Um, Mickey Jimmy Durante. Oh, I like Jimmy Durante. He's he narrated uh he narrated Frosty. Jimmy Durante is great. I'm pretty sure it was Mickey Rooney. Why I can't get it. Frosty. There's no man. <laughs> Jackie Vernon, it says. I don't know who Jackie Vernon is. All right, maybe I had that. Maybe Mickey Rooney. I was thinking of from that one then. I think I think Mickey Rooney was in some shit though. Mickey Rooney was a decent actor, I think. Successful actor. Wasn't he in um Breakfast at Tiffany's? Does he play a Chinese guy in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Is that true? I think he plays uh like the Chinese landlord. That's I don't it. remember. He, he's not... been in over 300 films, it says. Last surviving stars of the silent film era. I mean, he's not alive anymore, but he, he was, was. He was one of the last surviving. Mary, who's married to Ava Gardner. He's not a, handsome, not a handsome man. Eight, eight wives. I mean, the shit that like money and fame can do for you. Nine children. My God. Uh, yeah, he was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, look up his character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He's not. They're coming for him next. Uh, yeah, they're going to dig him up just to bury him again. <laughs> it's the Mad Mad World. It's a popular one. Yeah, look at, look at Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, it's bad. All right. I mean, that's really. Let's see. What are they thinking? Well, what year was it? Mister Yunioshi. Nineteen fifty-eight. We got. We got. We're like under thirty seconds. I gotta wrap it up. I'll be right back. You could tell me what you think. All right. All right. Before we do wrap, before we wrap up, uh, Rudolph against the picks. I mean, like, it's always something. That's like the beauty of social media. There's always something to like. Wet your appetite. Mm-hmm. Well, today, Kanye's day today was absolutely insane. Going on Alex Jones. And he just, like, I think between the last break and this break, he uh, he posted uh, the star of David with the swastika inside of it and uh, said he caught Chris Paul fucking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so it's, it's been a wild, like, 25 minutes or however long that last segment was. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wait, so Con- so Kanye West said he caught. Let me see this. I'm not. I'm not. It's a. Which one is Kanye's official page? Yeah. He says. So he says he caught Chris Paul. The uh, the swastika one has been deleted. Just so you know. Okay, so that's why Chris Paul's trending. Okay. 
I just went on Twitter and saw Chris Paul was tw- trending, and I, I figured he dropped 40, but that is not what happened. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So he's accusing Chris Paul of banging Kim Kardashian now. That's her Pete Davidson rebound. I don't know if it was. It sounded like it was during their uh, their marriage. Well, I, that was my. That's how I took it. I, I don't know how to really. I don't speak Kanye though. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. you miss a lot when you're recording. Uh, well, not that much. Whatever. It's like it's gonna be. If it wasn't this, it'd be something else. Like, there's too much shit going on. Who can keep up with it all? Um, all right. Any final thoughts on uh, Santa Claus or on uh, – I forgot how to shut these uh, – No, just the off. only thing I uncovered during the break was Mickey Rooney. I was talking about Santa Claus coming to town and the year without a Santa Claus, about how they're kind of similar. Yep. Mickey Rooney actually voices uh, Santa Claus in both. So the guy is just uh, – he's all over Santa. Corner of the Santa market. He made his bones playing Santa. <laughs> That's it. Uh, first person right. I'm going to think of now when I think Santa. I got these. Uh, he's going to be the first person, Mickey Rooney? For when I think of someone playing Santa, yeah. <laughs> or at least voicing Santa. I think I got rid of the alarms that were going off. All right. <sighs> Terrifying. I guess not. Um, That's booby trapped. <laughs> uh, all right, Buffalo took care of bit, took care of New England, no problem. Twenty-four to ten, they were. Uh, I think it opened up as four and a half point favorites. Went to three and a half at some point. Buffalo, the first team to win three Thursday night games in a season. They're four zero in prime time. Um, made it look easy out there tonight. Too easy. Patriots aren't very good. They are six hundred ball, uh, and the Bills are now nine and three. So there you go. There's your Thursday night wrap up. Too yeah, easy. matter of fact, Wayne. Not much to say. Yeah, it happens. We got it. Um, all right, you ready for picks? Ready. All right, so. After uh, Thanksgiving, week 12, you turned it right around, went 3-0. and I turned it right around and went 0-3. You went 3-0. Plus, you had Michigan, who won on the field against Ohio State. They did. Um, so, records going into week 13. You are 22-15-2. I'm at 21-17-1. And, and we are off. I'm doing this one off the cuff. So, Yeah, so am I. Oh baby! All right. So why? All right. You wanna? Let's see. Coin flip. You ready? Yep. Heads. Calling the heads. It is in the air. It is a heads. Jesus. I feel like I feel like you're probably eleven and two on coin flips this year. I can't remember a tails. I can't remember you losing. <laughs> and you said heads every week. Yeah, I always say heads. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, let's start off easy here. Kid Candle without heads. 
Let's, uh, man, there's a few games I really like. Let me just ride this team until they, uh, until they do me dirty. Uh, would not advise betting against Patrick Mahomes very often, but I'm going to have to ride the Bengals here for another week. Two for my last two with them. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals getting two in Arrowhead. I just like what the Bengals are doing. You know, Burrow, it's right now it's, it's Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen in the AFC. Uh, and there's some other good quarterbacks in the conference too, you know, Tua, Herbert, and those guys. But, I mean, it's just like a uh, – there's just some monster quarterbacks in the AFC. That game's, in, me, Cincinnati. that game's in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Yeah. In Is Cincinnati. It, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I when mean, I say Arrowhead? Fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just – I had it written. I double-checked. Sorry to interrupt you. But, yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah, I like it even better. <laughs> uh, I knew it was in Cincinnati. Misspoke. All right. So, oh, Cincy as the home dog. Uh, I don't know. Cincy – is this a case where they have – KC's number a little bit. I don't know. They beat him twice last year, beat him in the regular season, overtime, like when they clinched a division, I think it was week 17. Then obviously everyone knows what happened in the playoffs. Uh, I like the Bengals here. I think they're they're getting hot here at the right time, hitting their stride. Uh, I don't know if Mixon's going to play. Not sure if it matters. Chiefs are actually a little under the radar uh, banged up. I mean, they brought in Melvin Gordon. I don't know if that's a good sign or what. I mean, the Chiefs are a well-oiled machine. Usually they uh, kind of just roll no matter what. But uh, I think the Bengals cover. I think the Bengals win. Did uh, Cincinnati have a big win late in the season last year against a playoff team? The Chiefs. Beat- just, yeah. Oh, what? Oh, you sorry. I'm sorry. You said that? I thought it was yeah. the Bills. For, I thought it was the Bills for some reason. So, all right. All right. So you're thinking history repeats itself then. Maybe this is a case where, like, man, Bengals just have their number. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Oh, man. What happened here? I had a game. What is this? Oh, it opened that. Okay. Never mind. All right. So, my first game. Um, Look, I lost with his team on Sunday in a game that I thought they should have had, and they should have. It was blown late um, to a, a, a lesser team. Um, this week, Tampa's at home. They have New Orleans. Uh, you know, I don't like to. I don't necessarily like to lean on things like this guy in prime time, this guy in uh, you know whatever, and the whatever it is. Like you got to kind of a feel for the for the. Um, for the team and how the team's playing at the time, yeah, like Kirk Cousins in prime time. Well, if you did if you did that on Thursday for Thanksgiving, it would have been burned. Uh, Andy Dalton in prime time, however, I'm not I'm not ready to uh, I'm not ready to give up on that one yet. This one going to Tampa, Tampa coming off a bad loss. They're three and a half point favorites against a much worse New Orleans team. Tampa needs this one after losing to. Um, the Browns. So Tampa's going to go out and take care of business. They had that Browns game. Stupid ending to it. Stupid overtime. Uh, give me Tampa by three and a half on Monday night. Anti-Andy Dalton in prime time spot. Yeah, I don't like doing that, but you know, it is, it's there. It's there. So you got to, I cherry pick it when time comes. Right? 
Saints uh, have a little bit of uh, success against Tampa and Brady. Tampa yeah. stinks, too. I know, but they need it, though. They're not going to lose yeah. two games in a row. Saints also stink. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's a uh, stay away. I guess I'd lean Bucks because Dalton prime time, but not convincingly. All right, game number two. Let's see. Ah, where are we going here? Okay. I'm going to Atlanta. And I think the consensus here is that uh, Pittsburgh is going to get hot here. And I, and I do think Pittsburgh is going to finish the season strong. However, I think the Falcons take this game on Sunday. I like what I've seen out of Pickett. He shows you some uh, glimpses here. But I don't know if I'm ready to make him a road favorite. It's a short number. It's only one. Uh, so it's basically a pick em. Uh I just, I just have a feeling the Falcons steal this game. I don't know. They're, they're home. The, the Steelers, I, the Steelers I, I think people may have been misled a little bit by what they saw Monday night. The Colts are dog shit. Colts are absolutely terrible. You know, and and even with that, the Colts came back and took a, a fourth quarter lead against them in a game where they played terrible, where Matt Ryan was awful. Uh, so I do think the Steelers are going to finish strong. I don't know what their record is going to be necessarily. I just think they're going to be in all of these games, even when they played. I think they play the Ravens twice. I think they'll be in those games. They'll compete. They're not going to be one of these teams that just kind of packs it in in December. It's like, oh, what's our draft slot? But uh, I, I think Atlanta steals this game at home, and I think we're all getting, uh, you know, getting a little ahead of ourselves with the Steelers. The Falcons have been a better team this year than the Steelers, and they're at home. Falcons win the game; they cover. So, uh, pick number two: Falcons plus one. All right. Well, I'm kind of going something similar here with my second game. Uh, you're saying people are getting ahead of the game with Pittsburgh. I think people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves with Jacksonville. You know, I've been all, I've been all over Trevor Lawrence all season. They came out and had a had a great finish on uh, on Sunday uh, against Baltimore, which we know Baltimore lets that happen occasionally. Um, they go to Detroit. Detroit, you know, I don't think they're a great team by any stretch of matter. They're four and seven. I think these are these both teams are four and seven. Is that right? Um, Maybe yeah, sounds but, right. Again, not ready to make Trevor Lawrence a home favorite. Uh, 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 sorry, an away favorite. Um, same thing as as you mentioned with Pickett. Uh, and you know what these these young quarterbacks they have ups and downs. They don't. It's not like they take off like a rocket. You know, there's there's peaks and valleys along the way. So last last week, whether you know he finds his way to the peak again was a, was a definitely a Trevor Lawrence peak. You know, does he does he continue that um, over time and continue to rise, or does he uh, does he slip and fall and go back to the Trevor Lawrence that I that I thought he was going to be from early in the season? Um, we'll never know. Not until he gets a haircut, at least. So until then, um, I'm not going to take him as uh, the a road favorite here. Give me Detroit at home plus one. Okay. Also, their running back is hurt, right? I don't know if that's I don't know if he's going to play or not, or what his story is. Etn. Yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, James. I know James Robinson's a Jet, or he's hurt too, right? So, uh, it's not hasty like, is hasty the third stringer. 
McHale. Um, Jermichael Hasty. Jermichael. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, I, 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 I like Detroit's pieces and Goff. Goff's not a great quarterback, but he's impressed me with his balls over. He just has some, he's something about him I like. I don't know, kind of not going to Detroit and fading away into obscurity. He kind of, you know, he still goes out there and takes his licks, does his thing. So, yeah, give me Detroit. All right. Pick number three. I have two short home dogs right now, two very short home dogs. Uh, let's see. I have two games I'm in between. Yeah, I'll, I'll save that for honorable matches. I can't pull the trigger on that one. I just can't do it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to take Vegas getting, or excuse me, Vegas is now favored by a point. Uh, they were a short home dog. I almost ended up with three short dogs. Uh, either way, I mean, they're favored by a point against the Chargers. Uh, I took the Ve- I took Vegas in the same exact spot last year. It was week 18. They were uh, they were getting points on Sunday night. It was literally the last game of the regular season. They were getting three on Sunday night football. They pulled the upset on the Chargers. I mean, it's a coin flip game. I don't know. The fact that this went from Chargers as a short favorite to now Vegas as a short favorite when the money's on the Chargers, that's a red flag for me. That's a sign to take the Raiders. Uh, I mean, the Chargers have no fans. So uh, I don't know if it's a good thing that they're playing in Vegas. That might be an advantage Chargers. Who knows? Uh, I just think, you know, Vegas, I still think they stink. They do have two walk-off wins in a row, though, in OT. I expect another tight one. Uh, I'm going to take the Vegas to come out on top here. Tough divisional game. Chargers are always one or two steps forward, one or two steps back. They just can't get out of their own way. So give me Vegas laying a point on Sunday. All right. So the question is, do I take the one you couldn't pull the trigger on? I think I yeah you might have to, like I mean it's very, it's very juicy. I can see why you didn't. I can see why you didn't though. All right, I mean Fields is coming back. No, that oh I didn't even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> well that yeah that's usually an automatic play for me. But uh, all right, well, don't tell me I'll mention that if that wasn't it. Um, I normally that's my automatic play, but I I couldn't. There's too much. I uh, there's too much up in the air. Yeah, usually the the Bears kind of find a way to lose these games, but I mean, not I mean, usually I mean, like recently they've find found a way to be very entertaining and still lose these games. You know, they're due half, to they're due to win, they're due to win. But it is Green Bay and four and a half. This game has this game has Green Bay by three run all over it. I mean, Green, right. Green Bay Rodgers could still break their heart and not cover. Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something. It could, yeah, it could totally be him, like on his last legs, making it happen, like miraculously, just one, one more time. And what if Rogers? What if Rogers takes a couple hits and he's just like, yeah, my ribs are fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. It's and then, then you have Jordan Love on the road. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, take me, you know, talk me into the Bears here. Um, 
not going to do it. Nah, you either bet Green Bay or you don't bet the game at all. <laughs> do not take the Bears. Yeah, yeah, because like Fields, you don't know you don't know how he is either. So it's not like because then Rodgers comes out slinging it against the Bears like he always does. And you're like, why the fuck would I take the Bears? Yeah, and then Fields is the one who like bows after a series. Yeah, and he's like, I don't have it in me today. Like, right, both quarterbacks it. are like hanging on by a thread. You can't. Yeah. I, to me, I can't bet that game, even though it's usually and always a Packers no, play right. there. Yeah, no, that's going to be I have to make a decision on that one before Sunday. We'll see what happens. Any movement? Packers? There. Are you, oh, if you have to, it's Packers. Well, it's for a pool though, so you have to be like a little. You have to, you have to play it. You have to, you have to be ballsy sometimes and take the opposite of what everybody's going to take. And uh, you know, you can't take the obvious one sometimes. You gotta, you gotta flip it to to win that pool because every game you pick every game. So, um. Let me think. Well, let me see here then. All right. What's next? I, I want to ride with that team. Just nope. Uh, man. Packers going to win by two touchdowns. They're going to be like, yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah. No, it'll be. That's definitely going to be shaking our heads on Monday while we talked ourselves out of it. But. Injuries, injuries are everything there. You're right. Jordan Love on the road. You don't have anything to do with it. Then it's gonna then it's gonna be a eleven to eight game and no good. <laughs> um okay. All right. So there comes a time when you have to separate like the real teams from the from the pretenders, and then there's different like levels of those pretenders, right? So when we look at the teams like the Jets and the Minnesota Vikings who are playing on Sunday, Minnesota's playing at as a one o'clock game. Mentioning that when we just mentioned the primetime shit. Where are these teams in their fakeness? Uh so if you're ranking how real their Super Bowl runs are, their possible Super Bowl runs are. And not just, you know, let's not think about division, let's not think about the conferences that they're in, anything like that right now. How real as Minnesota's Super Bowl chances and how real are the Jets' Super Bowl chances or playoff chances, um, at least like to make noise in the playoffs. And I think we're looking at it. We talk about the Jets and the quarterback issues. Mike White had a great game against a bad Bears team. Uh, everybody's in love with Mike White this week. Let's not get crazy with Mike White, please. They're going to Minnesota. Minnesota, we know what Minnesota is. We know what they can do. This is their time to shine at home against against a, a, a um, inferior AFC team. I got it. I'm I, Minnesota won for me uh, last week on Thanksgiving. I'm going to ride them against the against the visiting Jets. So people are going to be hot on the Jets. That's what happens with the Jets. Yeah, I fell for it. I fell for the Jets hype earlier in the season, and I got on that train and I said, "Yeah, now it's time to ride the Jets." And they fucked me. Not going to do it here. Not going to do it on the road. I'm not going to do it against the playoff team in the NFC. Not going to do it. Minnesota's a three-point favorite. Give me the Vikings. Um, let's just go do our do our work. Get out of there cleanly, Minnesota, minus three. Let's go. All right. So recap, I got Falcons getting a point, Bengals getting two, and Vegas laying a point. I got Tampa by three and a half, Detroit plus one, Minnesota by three. Um, all right, write down the list real quick. The week 13 slate, Denver at Baltimore. Baltimore's eight and a half point favorites. Baltimore. 
You cannot, yeah. You, Denver doesn't nope. score more than 17 points. Baltimore's shaky, but Denver. I, I don't care. You just have to Denver take Baltimore. Green Bay, Chicago, we talked about. Cleveland, seven-point favorites and the Deshaun Watson return. That was the game I almost pulled the trigger on. I kind of like Houston. It's, yeah. I feel like seven points is a why the Browns favored by seven on the road just doesn't compute with yeah. my brain. Yeah, Deshaun's been with the team for a couple weeks, um, you know, practicing and everything, getting ready for it. So it's not, you know, he's Cleveland's got a decent defense, but I don't think it's going to be like, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I got, I got all turned around. I got all turned around because I was thinking Deshaun on Houston there, and I, I, I didn't know what I was saying. So I was talking about Cleveland's yeah. defense against um uh, against Deshaun, but Houston's defense. Houston's defense not good. But um Deshaun uh you know you when you see when you see professional anything for the first time, it's always a, a much faster it's a preseason game for him and these guys have been playing and they got something to prove. So yeah, Houston. Uh Minnesota and the Jets we talked about. Tennessee is going to Philly. That's uh Game of the week. Well, I guess KC Cincinnati's game of the week. Game uh, of the ten- one o'clocks, maybe. Yeah, Tennessee Philly minus four and a half Eagles. Uh that's a fishy line. It keeps going down for some reason, which tells me Tennessee's in play, but I I don't know. That that's a stay away for me. I can't make sense of that one. I, I need more time. Yeah, my heart tells me Tennessee, but uh I think anything under a touchdown, Philly might have to be the play here. Something, yeah, I got to see where what happens here. I don't know. Is Philly like a little banged up? Maybe they have some guys that are questionable. Everybody's banged up. Yeah, I just don't think Tennessee can keep. Well, Tennessee can't keep up offensively with anybody who like lets it go. And if Hertz has a little bit of a game and he's running all over the place and he's you know runs for a touchdown, throws for a couple touchdowns, like. They can't keep up with that. Tennessee's got to control that game. They want any chance to be in it. Um, Seattle going to the uh, decrepit and embarrassing Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. I think you got to either bet Seattle or don't bet it at all. Very tempting to take the seven points because it's like. I don't know. Wolf, what's, the, what's the quarterback? Wolford? No, Pringle, right? Isn't oh, Pringle, Pringle still playing? Uh, yeah. Once you, once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, I mean. No, I think you have to bet Seattle or don't bet it at all. Because it's not even re- it's not a real home dog because it's the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I, I still wouldn't, like, I'm not running to the window to lay seven with Seattle on the road either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they, they kind of came back down to earth a little bit themselves. So it's not like if it was three weeks ago. Be a little higher on it, but yeah, it's not three weeks ago. Um, San Fran minus four against uh, the visiting Miami Dolphins. Test number one, test number one for Miami. Got to see if the left tackle plays for Miami. He's got a pectoral issue, if he doesn't play. Uh, they're gonna have to readjust the game plan. San Fran's a little banged up though, like Debo. I don't know what his deal is. McCaffrey, I think those guys are playing. But as of right now, they have the questionable tag. Let me see. I'll get you Debo up to the minute. Debo's not seen at practice today. Mm. So that is uh, – I will 
signed for that right now. No Debo. And then McCaffrey, also questionable. He sounds like he says he dodged a bullet, expects full workload. So it looks like McCaffrey leaning towards playing, Debo not playing. Can um, San Francisco's defense neutralize his Miami offense? That's probably the big question here. Well, that's where the left tackle comes into play. If he doesn't play and Bosa's living in the backfield, they're going to have to – a lot of quick uh, two-step drops and get rid of the ball. Especially if that's an injury that's going to happen. This just feels like East. Oh, our, our right tackle's hurt, too. I didn't realize that, too. All right. Oh, so both good. tackles might be hurt. Okay. East team going west. Uh, you know, a good East team going west. Uh, a lot of a lot of regular seasons have uh, have had have landed in San Francisco and left with question marks like, oh, where are we? Where is this team? So it's not – would not be surprised if Miami went in there, had a tough one, just kind of took a couple of lumps and came out with an L, but – yeah, um, it, it's uh, it's gonna be a tough one. I, yeah. I don't know, it, especially with the injury. But even without the injuries, it would have been tough. But with the injuries, uh, Debo not playing would be huge. Though need the defense to like play a big game. They haven't been good in a while. But we'll see. We'll see. San Fran though, you don't have to be like a stellar defense, right? I mean, it's not like no, like I because our weakness is our secondary, like three guys on IR yeah. out for the year. And, but they're not the type of team that's gonna light you up. Uh, you know, Jimmy G's not going to be throwing 40 yard bombs on the field, so right, right. They have plenty of weapons, but it's uh, yeah, 35 and under, <laughs> yeah. Um, Casey, we talked about Vegas, talked about. Uh, I think the last game we didn't talk about was um, the Dallas Cowboys 10 and a half point favors against the Colts on Sunday night. Hey, this is one where I think you just have to bet Dallas. I, I don't see how you make a case for the Colts. I mean, I don't trust Dallas. I don't want to lay ten and a half with Dallas, but I, I don't want to bet on Matt Ryan. Yeah, that Dallas. The, he might get murdered. He might see that, a murder. That's that's the if any. That's the one thing I could not get past. Like we like Indy, our scrappy team. Saturday's been more effective than we thought, or at least, I mean, he's been he's been he's been plugged in there, and the team's played. You know, better than expected. We thought it'd be a joke, or I did. I keep saying we, but I thought it'd be a joke, and it's been better than expected. Yeah, I mean, you kind of fucked up the clock the other night, but yeah, but that's not gonna that's not gonna matter. Ten and a half points, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Dallas's defense, uh, they can absolutely destroy this team. Short field for Dak all night. You know, maybe maybe a defensive touchdown in there, or, fumble, or you know, fumble. You know, under you know, forty yard line or so. You know, just give give him like I said, just give him short fields to to the offense. That's enough for Pollard and Zeke to work with, and um, it's over early and uh, they're destroyed. As you can't you can't possibly Dallas or nothing. Dallas, Dallas or nothing. nothing. You cannot take in here. You cannot. They're not a feel. They're a feel good story, but this is not gonna. It's not going to feel good when you take them on Sunday. Yeah. What else? What other? We, what else, What do we got on? Um, on the Giants sh- Commanders. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's the first one on my list, but I had, I had it mixed in with uh, Thursday night there. So yeah, Giants Commanders. Uh, Washington is two and a half point favorites going into the Meadowlands. Why is Washington favored by? I think the shine is off a little bit on the Giants. I think it's just uh, they they were a darling a few weeks ago. 
they are a little bit banged up themselves. Um, and Washington is, is kind of trending in the other direction. There are two ships passing in the night, and the world is all over Washington right now. I think okay. that's what it comes down to. I, I, I have no analysis for this game except stay away. That's my only – I would not – I would not take this game. It's the last it's 10 years. Very unpredictable. Very unpredictable. I have no idea. 100%. 100%. What's going to happen in this game? I think, I think, uh, yeah, that's the Giants watching for the past 10 years. Stay away. You don't have yeah. these games. Um, so I feel like most people are kind of like the Giants because they're home dogs. Yeah, they are banged up. They were banged up on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if the little extra rest helped them or what, but. Um, it's not the same team from a couple weeks ago. Like I said, it's just Washington's hotter right now. Washington's the hotter team, the hotter commodity. Yeah. You, know. Um, you know, they the Giants were a play away, um, a fourth down, a fourth down conversion away from uh, making that a little bit more of a game on on, uh, on Thanksgiving, and um, they did cover. Thank goodness. That's you know what two and a half. I mean, if it goes to three, you got to take the Giants, I think. Two and a half is a little more – it's tougher to, to gauge what you want to do because then you're basically taking the Giants to win. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't have a play in that game. Maybe I will Sunday, but I probably not. I, I don't like that game at all. It's tough, it's tough to have faith, you know, in, um, in Jones in any situation. It's tough to have faith in Heineke. And if the Giants were to win outright, you think like Saquon. Yeah, Heineke has a road favorite. I mean, yeah, you have to think Saquon comes out and runs runs a couple miles to uh, to secure the win. But I mean, the Giants haven't looked good in a few weeks. Even in their win against uh, Houston, they didn't look good. So they looked fine. But they you know to get to pull the win out, but they did not look. It wasn't convincing. Um, in fact, and it wasn't in convincing fashion. They had. They had some kinks to work out. They have not worked them out with Detroit or with Dallas in the past couple of weeks. So, yeah. Sorry, I, admit, I completely glanced over that game because, uh, yeah, it just it's bulked up with my Thursday night notes. Got it. Got it. So there you have it. I'm glad you remembered. Um, anything else for the weekend as far as um, is Army Navy this weekend? No, it's the following weekend. Okay. Um, this is champ week. I don't think they call it that in football, but they call it something. Okay. Championship Saturday, maybe. We'll okay. That. All right. Um, the playoffs, not, not much. Uh, there's not much suspense in the college football playoff, really. Michigan and Georgia are going to be in. Just depends on the, they, they could lose their championship games and they're in. Yep. And then uh, USC and TCU, if one of them loses, Ohio State could, like, weasel their way in, I guess. But right. not not much suspense, really. Dr. Pepper Challenge will be all weekend and oh, all those God. games. The SEC oh, one is the best one. Turn on CBS around 530. Catch that. <laughs> uh, but they'll be all – they'll be in all the in all the big five championship games. They'll have a little Dr. Pepper in there. Uh it's not really. I'm not really into the college football this weekend. Usually, there's bigger. We've had Alabama, Georgia in the past, but we don't really have that game. And Georgia has like, even if they went out there and lost, they're in Michigan. 
if they lose, they're in. So it's not it's not really that much suspense. I mean, Utah USC Friday night will be fun because USC probably has to win to get in. But and, they, and apparently their quarterback is like in the favor for the Heisman USC's guy. So, but uh, no, not much going on for college football. I don't think. All right. Um, college school. basketball is kick, kicking off. That that's been. I've been watching some of that. That's been pretty good, uh, but still, like no one really cares about college basketball yet. All right, uh, final score: U.S. Netherlands. I mean, am I un-American if I say Netherlands is probably going to win? Like they are. Yeah, final score though. Okay, one nothing. All right, I'm going to say I'm saying two nothing. Oh, you're giving them two. Yeah. Over is uh, two and a half. <laughs> oh, oh, that like makes me think it might be the over. Ah, I'll stick a one nothing. Fuck it. Argentina, Australia's over two and a half too. That'll be France, Argentina three nothing. France, Poland is over two and a half. England, Senegal is over two and a half. So let's not get crazy with that. <laughs> oh wait, now does that? Now does that? If it let's say it's one one and it goes to penalty kicks. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think that. I don't think that. Probably I don't not. think penalty kicks counts. I doubt it. You, right, because it'll say one-one final, and then I'll say so and so won on penalty kicks. Right, 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 right. Yep. Man. Yeah, tend to take the unders and two and a halves. Yeah. Because you see any of it? Uh, look, we have five minutes left. We wasted a lot of time on soccer last last time. Do you see any of it today? I guess it was a big, big day today. There was a lot of suspense. Like, yeah, I saw a little. Japan beat Spain. Germany beat Croatia. Um, Belgium has some fresh ass uniforms, even though they blow it every year. They they like their color scheme. Oh, they're dude. Their star player like missed like four chances to win the game. He had like point blank chances in front of the net. They're out. Belgium's done. So you all right? You're out. Okay. Done. Why would I want anything for my team? Advance. Worry about worry about the United States. <laughs> I'm I am not worried about them. <sighs> I am not. All right. Yeah, Belgium's uh, guys. Yeah, apparently he he blew a bunch of chances. It's all over Twitter. All, all over. Right. All right, we got four minutes left. The floor is yours, Senator. What do you want to get? What What do you want to get off your chest? Uh, I'm really mad I didn't give out my preseason college basketball teams because they're all looking really good. I had Virginia at like 60 to 1, they're third in the country. I had uh, Creighton, who set, they're on a two game losing streak now. They lost to Texas tonight, but they're like seventh in the country. And Arkansas, who was 15 to 1. Uh, I don't know if they're top 10 or what because they lost a game or two. But I had them written down and I didn't get them in, so I don't know what the odds are there. But I'll stick with those three teams. Okay, uh, winter meetings coming up. Um, you still think next, Judge is gone? It sounds like it's trending towards the Yanks, but uh, yeah, I mean, my 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 gut, my gut was, and I'm not going to let the news sway me. My gut said he was leaving. Um, We'll see. I, my, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with 51-49 Yanks. How about uh, DeGrom? It's rumored to 
rumors, latest rumor for the Grom is Tampa. He's from down there. Didn't he already went to school down there. He uh, went to Stetson. Where's Stetson? Is that Florida? I don't know. He was from, believe, he's from Florida, yeah. Or he's got or was he from Atlanta area? The land Florida. Okay, yeah. Uh man, Tampa. I don't Tampa's gonna pay him three years. I mean he's from there, so I I'm I'm not surprised he would go there. I'm more surprised Tampa would pay him. Yeah. That's yeah, that would be surprising. Them take put yeah, especially to put money into an injury prone pitcher. That's got to be. That's not Tampa's way at all. It's felt like he was going somewhere else, though. I have to say, um, Rangers, right. Braves. Under two minutes left, uh, Correa. Where's he going? Uh, where is he rumored for? I don't even know. Twins. Twins are expected to. Resign them. Giants are second on the list, according to uh, the post. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I would not have guessed Twins. I figured he'd want out of there. I'm going to say I'll say Giants, then I'll be contrarian. All right, Trey, Trey Turner's favorite his favorites are the Phillies or the Dodgers. Again, this is all according just to the post. Take that for what it's worth. It could be anybody. Trey Phillies. Turner. Xander Bogart, Sox, Phillies. Well, be the Sox if they got. I'm gonna say Ross. I think he goes back to the Red Sox. Dansby Swanson. We're not gonna waste time on him. Verlander. Uh, Astros. Dodgers. I wouldn't. Talk, I don't want Verlander. The time to get Verlander was fucking five, six years ago. Dodgers, Mets, Yankees are favored. Rodon. Oh no, Astros. They're not. They're not in on them. I mean, not according to this. I can see. I could actually picture the Mets. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't want. I don't want Verlander. Who's the other one? Rodon. Rodon. Yeah, we're just going to the end. So good show. Uh, once we get cut off. Yanks. Nemo. <sighs> no idea. <laughs> Nemo. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Good job, Andy. We will uh, be back here on Monday night. Have a great fucking weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you. We'll talk to you then. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check in on you Monday.